The Dogs by 41 points last night. Their spearhead, Aaron Norton, is with us on Crunch Time. Aaron, it's great to have you. Congratulations on last night. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Luke Beveridge spoke in the aftermath about internalising the pressure and building this up, given the consequences of the night. What, what did that look like to you? Yeah, I know. We had a real focus. Um, obviously, the, the ladder this time of year is pretty tight, and there's a lot of teams fighting for the um, couple of spots in that top eight. And, um, yeah, there's no point waiting now because we knew if we uh, yeah, dropped this game, then we would probably find ourselves outside the eight. So, um, yeah, super important win for us, and hopefully we can keep rolling. So one of those games where it was worth looking at the big picture rather mm. than just that footy cliche of uh, it's just one week at a time? Yeah, a little bit. I think, yeah, well, it still is sort of a little bit because if we, uh, yeah, lost that game, then we'll probably out of the eight. But, um, yeah, we've got to keep winning. Um, that's the exciting thing about the back end of the year and so many teams, um, you know, tied on the ladder that makes it good footy. And, um, yeah, every game's super important uh, for the final finish. Aaron, last night the Bombers got off to a really good start and they did take a lot of uh, intercept marks across the back end. I do know after playing under Bevo that he does get quite wild at that. What was his message at quarter time to a few of your forwards? Because he looked pretty animated as he was walking out from the box. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Obviously, um, yeah, no uh, no team wants to have intercept marks taken on him and that's something that especially us key forwards that, that the doggies pride on uh, bringing that ball to ground as uh, more often than not and getting our smalls involved if we're not taking the mark. So, um, yeah, it was on myself, Jamara and Buku to really take ownership on that and um, got a little bit better as the game went on. But, um, yeah, the Essendon defenders were pretty good at um, working say, what... the ball when they take a couple of it, uh, it was a clear focus that uh, that you did start to bring the ball to ground a lot, especially from quarter time onwards. And, and one of the players who did uh, get a bit from that was Cody Waitman. His form got, got another three last night. I think he's kicked 19 goals in his last five goals at Marvel. How exciting is he to play with? Yeah, I think you can see he's a ball of energy. Um, he's just freakish goal sense, really. Like, he doesn't doesn't have to be facing the goal. He just knows where they are. And um, someone that's pretty accurate in front of goal, no matter what angle he's from. So, um, yeah, he's a super talent. And, um, yeah, he's such fun to play with, really, with all the energy he brings. Aaron Dermott here. I don't know whether you listen in or anything, but I've been quite a fan of yours, the way you play for quite some time. Uh, the emergence of Jamara Hagen has it... I know it's benefited the team, but has it made it more difficult for you to play well or or, or is it uh, easier for you to play well now? I reckon easier, I think. Um, you know, it makes our forward line a lot more dynamic when uh, what he's shown this year and... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have to be the one kicking the goals all um, every week, and that's shown. You know, last night Mario got three. Other weeks, you know, I'll kick a couple more. And um, yeah, I'm just super, super proud. And sort of, you know, we work really close together week in, week out. So um, yeah, when one of us are firing, um, we're the first to get around each other. So um, yeah, it's super exciting, and he's yeah going to be a talent. If you if we talk like in cricket terminology in a, a pitch map, if you were standing at centre half forward and you're looking at the opposition goal, so you're looking up the ground, are you aware that you only got possessions to the right hand side last night, which means you arc and bend out to the right? Are you aware that you got nothing on the left hand side of the field? <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> 
So Maybe all our inside mids are left footed. They might have something. Sort of <laughs> well, that could be. That could be it because they, as you know, they turn with their left leg to the outside of the field. They, Hodgie could answer that. Yeah, running away from traffic, Hodgie. So they turn with their left leg to the outside, and it could also be that Jamara is very good and he's got a lot of his pitch map last night was a lot to the other side. So, and I call it like a cantilever effect. Are you conscious of trying to share the space of the ground in terms of hit-ups? Not really. We obviously want to give each other um, great one-on-one opportunities. Um, But yeah, we're not not too worried about getting each other's way. Um, There's going to be times that we're both going to be flying for it. Um, and yeah, we'd, we'd rather that than no one go at the footy. I know you're going to say you love your midfield and so you should, but does has it in the past frustrated you how much they keep the ball at stoppage with short, quick hands that and the ball doesn't really progress forward? Has there been a, a request and a, a bent on trying to get it from stoppage in a little quicker? Yeah, definitely. I think every... Uh sort of captains running out in our meetings leading to the game, me and Mara are sitting at the back going, Boys, just kick it in, let us do the rest. But no, they do they do love to they do love to shape it around. That's probably that's the quality and their strength in our midfield. Um but yeah, sometimes you wish they just kick it in and um give us a couple more one on ones. You're looking through a couple of your your leaders in the midfield, Lipper and Bont come to mind when you needed to lift after quarter time and Essendon were on top. Those two blokes go to work and there was a bit of play that Bont, there's no doubt the coaches will show you uh, throughout the season. When Bont kicked his second goal in the third quarter, he gets a clearance at, uh, I think it was centre half back, runs past about four or five Essendon blokes. Does it surprise you or are you just continually amazed about how good he is and it doesn't happen by accident? His work rate gets him into so many decent positions to, to, for him to have an impact? Yeah, he's sort of marvel of how how good he is and sort of moments in the game that he has an impact. I think I was on the bench at that stage and, um, yeah, after he kicked it, I turned turned around to Brendan Laid, who's one of our assistants on the bench, and I was like, did he just start that at centre-half back? He goes, yep, I was like, fire out. Like, and then the candy to finish and, yeah, quality snaps. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome playing with him and sometimes you got to sit back and appreciate what he can do on the field. Aaron, quick side do you surf? Uh, a little bit. It's, it's too cold in Melbourne winters for me. Either. Yeah. So you know how sometimes in the channel a shark will just... You stay out of the channel because a shark will just go up and down the channel in the deep water. You try and stay on the edge of the break. Bont's like a shark. He just goes up and down the channel and it's almost like he... Re, we were talking about it like... He not refuses. He will if he has to. But he leaves it to the to the lesser lights to go and chase that that pill that goes to the wing. He said, I'm not bothering with that. I can't win the game from there. I'm just going up and down the channel. He's like a shark that just patrols the channel backwards and forwards. He does it very deep in defence and he does it very deep in attack as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, well, he can keep doing it because it's working at the moment. He's playing unreal footy. Hey, Aaron, uh, Sam Edmund here. Really appreciate your time. I'm keen to know, as someone who's you know stationed inside 50, you watch the game unfold, how do you know when you and your teammates are on, so to speak? So you dominate contest and clearance last night, but you did that the week before and lost the game. So how do you know, whether it be in the first five minutes, ten minutes, the first quarter or the first half, when you've got the recipe and you know that you're on? Yeah, it does come down to still our, our contest and um, sort of the territory game. Um, we know if our inside mids are winning it, then we're going to get some good field position. Um, and then 
probably for us forwards when we know we're on is yeah, as you know, the opposition aren't taking in set marks and we're able to get some territory and forward half um stoppages is probably when we know that um yeah, we're on top and um then it just comes down to our finishing after that. But yeah, probably just field position and territory probably the main thing for us. Yeah, apologies. I know it's yesterday's news or actual fact last week's news, but just going back to the SCG, when Bev, Bevo did break the hand, I mean, who did <laughs> rush up with the ice pack and, and the medi kit? Was that you or was it Liber or was it, uh, I know Ads Trelaw's a, a coach's favourite? Uh, no, no one did actually. He just will sort of focus on the second half and um, yeah, just Bevo's a, a seriously uh, strong-minded character and yeah, he didn't even flinch. Um <laughs> Few less will I. I think he hurt his hand here, but he didn't even like take any notice of it. And then it wasn't until after the game that us boys had found out that yeah, he's actually done some damage to his hand because um, yeah, he didn't. We didn't even notice at halftime. So what he was he emphasising? Yeah. What point was he emphasising? Yeah. To win the game, boys. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but he he actually punched it clearly in front of all of you. No, nah, it was that punch. He just like turned around and sort of whacked it a little bit. Um, you know, we weren't going too well at half time, so he was trying to trying to get us up and about um, at half time as coaches do. Um, I'm sure Clarko's done it in the past, Hodgie, but um, yeah, it wasn't too after the game. He probably realised that um, yeah, done some damage. Does he have that? Do some of the great coaches have that little X factor, Norts, and he's a premiership coach. Does he have that little bit of menace? I know your coach is never going to physically harm you, but a coach has a little bit of menace in his soul, which it can be used as a threat over players. Does he have that? No, not really. At my time of the doggies, he's, he's never really given um, too many sprays out, which is, uh, which is always a good thing because you don't want to be on the end of them. But um, no, he's normally, yeah, he's pretty calm and collected most of the time. Um, I more sometimes get confused with the themes that he runs sometimes because they're a little bit too complex for me and they um, they don't quite hit and go straight over my head. They're probably the things that I think of. Well, I don't know what he's on about here. We love the ones <laughs> where Dr. he makes those boxing <laughs> analogies and he talks about world champions and the like. And he's given us, he's, but he's let us in as the media. He's let us in on some of his secret analogies and little themes. Hey, what's the most recent one he's run with? So he, he'll be comfortable with you telling us. What's the most recent one he might have run with that you, you feel privileged to say? Uh, oh, it's always hard to remember, eh? Like, I've... Um, you know, once the game's done, it's hard to remember. But yeah, yep. the SCG one was a was a boxing theme with um, oh, I can't remember what weight class, but um, Prince Nazim, I think he was called. He was like yep. a show bo- uh, boating, like flight footed um, boxer that held the yep. world champ for um, I don't know countless years. And then I think it was Barrera that come along um, and won the and sort of shut him up and took the title and sort of ended his career. Um, so, yeah, we sort of took the mantra that we wanted to be Barrera and, um, you know, bring the fight to Sydney and, um, you know, make a statement up there. Um, obviously, it's a, SCG is a hard place to win at. the formidable up there. It's a middle side of the SCG. So, yeah, we wanted to take, take the fight to Sydney early and, um, yeah, that was basically it. Unfortunately, Nazim landed the last blow in that one. Yeah, didn't quite work, did it? 
<laughs> you are the centre of one of the great theoretical push and pulls as to whether you could be one of the best intercept defenders in the competition. Where does that sit in your mind, Aaron? Nah, I like kicking goals now. I played, uh, <laughs> yeah. played the second half against North Melbourne. Um, obviously, we lost two key defenders um, early in that game, so I had to fill a role down there um, against North. Um, it's an half back, and yeah, after the game, I was like, nah, I'd rather kick goals, eh? Yeah, I watched that one, Aaron. You, you can teach any Brumby, any monkey to go down and play as a backman, <laughs> mate. Stay forward. Nah, yeah, we'll do. Good on you, Aaron. Great to have you with us. Thanks for the chat today on Crunch Time. No worries, guys. Enjoy.